Hello, everyone. My name is Amanda Love. I'm a registered holistic nutritionist who works with those with fibromyalgia. And today's guest is Ashcock. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It's lovely to be here. So tell us a little bit about your backstory. Uh, yes, of course. So um, I was actually uh, diagnosed with ME and chronic fatigue syndrome uh, while studying at university. Um, so I was studying as an undergrad at Cambridge and uh, it was, you know, as you can imagine for a young person, it was a real brick wall in front of me that you know, I had my whole life in front of me and suddenly someone's telling me that I've got an incurable disease, they don't know what causes it, and I just felt exhausted all the time, um, you know, uh, often was housebound, sometimes even, you know, finding it difficult to get out of bed, couldn't even focus on a textbook. And yeah, I thought my life was over. This is it, you know, um, there's, there's no way forward from this. Um, and it was very depressing at the time. I was almost uh, suicidal. And that really started a quest and a journey for me uh, to try and understand what causes these conditions, such as MECFS, fibromyalgia, and other uh, conditions which have kind of unexplained and, and difficult for doctors to treat. And I, I made a contract with the universe at that point and I said, if I manage to get myself better, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life trying to help others um, heal as well. Wow. And um, yeah, from that moment onwards, I studied brain neurology, I studied physiology, I studied all the, the background medical papers on these types of conditions. And I came up with a hypothesis as to what I thought caused these conditions. Um, obviously, I didn't say they were in the mind, but I said that I do believe these conditions are in the brain, in the unconscious brain. And uh, that I published a medical hypothesis, which was published in a journal uh, online in 99 and then in the journal in 2002. And then I set up a clinic to help others because I managed to train my brain, uh, get myself 100 percent better and then work with others to, to help and support them as well. So, yeah, so that's my that's my story. So, so did anyone, like when you were diagnosed, were, did you do the treatments that they said or what, what did, or did you go straight into looking into the brain? I mean, to be honest, they didn't have many treatment options for me. <laughs> they simply <laughs> said, look, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, you might be depressed. So here's some antidepressants, um, which did Sounds nothing familiar. at all. In fact. Sounds familiar. Sorry? Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, and it's like those antidepressants, in fact, made me feel worse. Right. Um, and they said, you know, you could try some pacing, you could try some graded exercise, all of these different various things, but none of those things really helped or supported me at all. Um, so I tried, yeah, the conventional types of things. I went to an official CFS clinic, um, but nothing really uh, would work or help. So how do you think, like, the kid why certain people get like chronic health conditions? Well, I believe that um, if I can just describe my hypothesis and how these illnesses I believe start in the brain. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, I believe that, you know, we are survival machines. So as human beings, our bodies and our brains are designed to survive so that we can pass on our genes to the next generation. So this body and this nervous system and this immune system, which we've inherited right. over hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, has evolved through various animals uh, to get us to, to where we are now. 
And this body cares more about your survival than it does about your health and you being healthy and, and, and good, right? Because survival is the number one priority. Yeah. So I believe what happens is when we go through, let's say, some kind of period of stress. Now, stress we traditionally think of as emotional stress, but it could be uh, physical stress. It could be mental stress. Just a period where our body's a bit run down. Yeah. And I don't know if you find this, Amanda, but I certainly find in my clinic that most people describe a period of chronic or acute stress in the lead up to first getting the condition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we're in those states of being, our immune system is compromised. So it's not as powerful. And then along comes a trigger. Yeah. Now that trigger might be a virus or a bacterial infection, often in the case of ME-CFS. In, in fibromyalgia, it can also be something like that. Sometimes it's an, a car accident or some kind of localized pain or injury, which generalizes to the whole body. Yeah. And then in the case of chemical sensitivities and mold, it tends to be exposure to a chemical or mold at the beginning of the illness. So we've got two things now. We've got chronic or acute types of stress or, you know, ongoing uh, fatigue on the body combined with some kind of physical trigger. And the combination of those two things, I believe, creates a conditioned response in the brain. Now, what do we mean by that? We mean that the brain learns something new. It learns to go into acute survival mode. So even once the virus has gone or the original trigger has gone, it leaves a legacy in the brain and the brain says, right, we're in danger. We must keep defending the body, even though the original danger may have passed. And so the brain keeps hyper triggering the immune system and the nervous system, which causes uh, inflammation through the body. It causes inflammation in the brain. It causes exhaustion. Uh, muscle fatigue and aches, uh, stomach problems, all of the classic symptoms that we see in these types of illnesses. And those symptoms in the body, because the brain is hypersensitive, it now believes that those signals in the body are clues that we're still in danger, that the, the virus is still here or the injury is still here. And so it magnifies those signals into the brain, such as pain signals, and the brain says, I knew it. I knew we were in danger. We must defend the body. So it hyperstimulates the nervous system and the immune system again, which is why people often feel that wired but tired feeling. And that creates the symptoms in the body um, that we see in fibromyalgia and many other conditions, um, which then doubles back to a hypersensitive brain. And once again, round and around we go. So that's how we get chronic illness. Chronic illness is when the output and the input of the system have got locked together. So the symptoms that the brain is creating are the very symptoms it's reacting to, creating a vicious cycle and keeping someone uh, out of homeostasis, keeping them in this altered state of hyperstimulation. Yeah. So that's, a, that's the kind of summary of the hypothesis. And once that system is set up, it's not the person's fault. It, it, they, did, they had nothing to do with it. It just happened unconsciously. But once that system is set up, it will continue uh, you know, for months or years until the brain is retrained out of those conditioned responses. So for so everybody ends up 
in a vicious cycle, as you were saying. Mm -hmm. So um, how do we get out of that vicious cycle? Right. Well, um, you know, the hope that I want to give to people is that many people do recover from fibromyalgia and similar conditions. And sometimes they don't know what it was that helped them recover. And I'm sure you helped many people recover as well. It might have been a shift in diet or this, that and the other. But there are certainly people who get better. And we believe to get to the core of how to get better and make sure someone is well for the rest of their lives, we have to go to the source of the illness, which we believe is in two brain structures, the amygdala and the insula. Now, the amygdala, there's two small amygdalas, which are like almond shaped structures that sit behind our eyes in the limbic system part of the brain. So there's limbic retraining. And when we have another brain structure called the insula, which sits between the cortex and the limbic system. Now, the amygdala's job is to defend us against danger. So I believe that that part of the brain is probably responsible for nervous system responses. So we want to retrain that part of the brain to no longer respond in that way. And then the insula takes in all incoming signals from the body, interprets them and creates autonomic and immune responses to once again ensure survival. And we believe that that's where the core conditioning of the immune system actually lies is in, in, in the insular part of the brain. And there's many other brain structures involved, um, but those are the two core structures that need retraining. And normally we have no control over those brain structures. They're completely unconscious. And that's because this, these conditions obviously are not in the mind at all. But we've figured out some brain rehabilitation processes, ways of being able to access those particular systems um, and often this involves the prefrontal cortex. And in animal studies, they found it's neurons from the prefrontal cortex down to the insula, down to the amygdala to control and inhibit uh, these responses. And that's what we do in our program, uh, the Gupta program, in terms of we call it amygdala and insular retraining or limbic retraining. It's retraining the brain to get back to homeostasis and for health to return. That's really interesting. Why did you create your program? Well, as I said, it's something which was a real passion for me Yeah. that I said, look, I, you know, I've got myself better and I owe it as a duty to really support others in their healing. And I have a passion for this as well. And, um, you know, we were seeing patients at our clinic and getting them better. And and, you know, we thought well, we could only see whatever, 10, 20 patients a week. Right. We really want to get this out there to thousands of people. So in 2007, we published our treatment program as the Gupta program as a DVD program. And uh, we were the first limbic retraining neuroplasticity program to exist. And um, we then published a medical paper in 2010, uh, which found that 90% of our patients improved and two thirds of patients reached an 80 to 100% recovery uh, within one year. Wow. Um, and then we, um, you know, have been treating thousands of patients around the world since then. And in 2019, we completely updated our treatment program to be online. So you can access it through a laptop or through your phone, no need for DVDs anymore. <laughs> and um, it, uh, yeah, has gone from strength to strength. It's proved very popular and we're having great results with fibromyalgia. Um, so what does the program include? What is it? What kind of topics? Yeah, so um, the first thing we do is help people understand the hypothesis, because it's important that 
in layman's terms, each of us uh, believes in it, understands it. You don't even have to fully believe in it, but at least has a full understanding of it. Right. And then is ready to retrain. And then we go through some very specific techniques. We spent 20 years refining these techniques, very specific techniques to retrain the brain out of these uh, responses. And um, so in the online videos, there's 15 interactive video sessions, uh, which have been shot in the, the beautiful mountains of Switzerland. Wow. <laughs> and uh, then there are about 20 audio exercises which accompany it, um, as well as a book. So in the post, people get a, a book as well as a floor chart. And then they can join our very loving and caring forum where you can network with like-minded retrainers, as we call them, and support each other on your healing journey. And the contents of the program are very unique. So it's difficult for me to describe, but there's three R's of the program. The first R is retraining the brain, and that's the core of the program. So some novel uh, processes and techniques to use through the day uh, to recognize those unconscious signals and do something different, as well as supporting techniques under the second R of the program, which is relaxing the nervous system. So we know that relaxation techniques um, have the ability to support neuroplasticity and support healing in patients. And then the third R is re-engaging with joy. That actually something that's very overlooked in modern medicine is the idea that when we're actually able to train the brain towards positive experiences, uh, re-engaging with joy um, enables and supports healing as well and supports neuroplasticity. So you mentioned re-engaging with joy. So what is that about? Um, so that's just support, supporting techniques around uh, mindfully understanding how to be active without stress. Yeah. So mindfulness yeah. teaches us to be able to engage even in washing the dishes or going for a walk, but in a mindful way and in a joyful way. And by doing that, we're able to boost the levels of um, those neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin and right. feel good chemicals. Those feel good chemicals enable neuroplasticity, which enable us to get out of our old training and to rewire the brain literally. And some examples of this might be, uh, you know, the understanding the importance of laughter um, right. or hobbies in our lives that engage our brain in a positive way. All of these things really can support healing. And it's something which doctors don't really talk about. And yeah. yet people may remember the very famous film, Patch Adams, uh, who was a doctor who managed to heal people through the power of laughter by being a clown. And there's lots of documented scientific evidence that laughter, singing, music, all of these things actually are incredibly healing and they uh, massively reduce convalescence time in many different types of illnesses. So what if, so for people who don't know what neuroplasticity is, what is that? Many years ago, it was thought that our brain was fixed. So we have a genetic inheritance and then based on our upbringing, the first five to 10 years of life, our brain gets formed and fixed. And then for the rest of our lives, it's pretty much the same. Our personality is the same. Our genetic disposition to illness is the same, et cetera, et cetera. And in the last 20 or 30 years or so, the idea of neuroplasticity has gained weight. The idea that the brain is not fixed 
it's constantly changing and evolving and rewiring, which is highly uh, empowering for us because it means that we aren't a victim of our genes. We aren't a victim of our upbringing. But in fact, we can change the way we respond to the environment around us. And this supports obviously epigenetics as well, the idea that our genes are not fixed. They express themselves according to the interaction with the environment. And that means we have more free will in being healthy. You know, how, you know, how it's relevant to this is we um, are able to rewire our brains, uh, both for emotional conditions, but also these types of physical conditions as well. And a good example of this to show you how it's been used in the past is war veterans. So war veterans who'd had legs amputated, they would find that even though a part of their leg no longer existed, their brain still sent signals as if there was pain in that part of the leg. Mm -hmm. Right? Isn't it incredible? And That's so, powerful. yeah. Yeah. And, and so the brain's thinking, well, that still exists. And what that told us is that the brain makes mistakes. It's there to, you know, look after us and take care of us, but it's, it's human. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it can make mistakes. And therefore, yeah. they use specialized techniques to train the brain that that part of the leg no longer exists. Okay, so these are some specialized uh, brain retraining techniques there, often involving mirrors and rehabilitation. And, you know, that's an example how the brain is not fixed, even though once a leg has been removed or a part of a leg has been removed, we can train the brain to no longer think that the leg exists. That's fascinating. So what is something you would say to my audience that you haven't shared? I would say that, you know, I, I really hope that people think about this idea of limbic retraining, brain retraining as a, a good option to heal because it seems very alternative, but actually I believe in five to 10 years time, this will be become the norm uh, with many chronic conditions because the mainstream medical profession hasn't really been able to find something that has been able to help particularly well. And something I'd like to share, which um, is really important is uh, before it was difficult to scientifically validate these types of treatments, but we're now pleased to announce that we do have a randomized controlled trial that has been published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine on our treatment protocol. And so we took two groups of patients. Uh, one group of patients was goes into a control group and was given relaxation techniques. And for equivalent amount of time, another group was given the Gupta program. And our program is a minimum, you know, three to six month commitment. We like to people to, to commit for at least six months to really get fully well. But yeah. just after eight weeks of an intervention in the control group, there was a zero effect on the fibromyalgia scores, the FIQ scores. But in the active group, the Gupta program group, there was close to a 40 percent reduction in fibro scores, which is wow. you know, incredible just after eight weeks. And obviously, if the study had continued for the full six months, we believe it would have been some, some great results. And similarly, there was a 50 percent increase in perceived health on the EQVAS. There was a 50 percent drop in pain catastrophizing and almost a halving of depression and anxiety um, in the active group. Very small effects in the control group. So this is the first uh, 
neuro, the, the first randomized controlled trial ever published on a neuroplasticity brain retraining program. So we're very excited with this and it's created a lot more interest uh, amongst the medical profession. And we hope to have a larger scale phase three trial uh, coming soon with hundreds of patients so we can finally prove the power of this treatment to the mainstream medical profession. Right. And until we get that large scale trial, uh, we offer a one year money back guarantee on our treatment because we know that people don't have a lot of money who have these types of illnesses. And if it doesn't work for them, fine, you can get your money back, use it for another treatment. Um, so that's something that makes it just really easy, a no brainer for people to, to try. Yeah, in our in our past conversation, you said um, it's you're getting it out to the doctors and stuff, right? That's right. So we have uh, many well-known international specialists and doctors who are beginning to actually prescribe this particular treatment to their um, patients because they've seen the effects that it has and it supports them in the healing um, of, the, of the condition as well. So as an example, um, there are uh, doctors such as uh, Dr. Neil Nathan, who's a renowned global expert in mold illness. Um, who's recommending his program to hundreds of his patients. Uh, Beth O'Hara, who function, who specializes in mast cell activation syndrome, right. which I know many people with fibromyalgia also have a, that crossover. Uh, she's now making it a core part of her treatment protocol. Um, Dr. Diane Mueller, uh, who you know treats many of these different types of conditions, once again, is recommending it to her patients. Dr. Michael, Michael Russio, who um, is a functional medicine expert, runs a very well-known podcast. Uh, is recommending it as well. So it's beginning to really enter the mainstream now. And uh, these very well-known doctors are finding these powerful effects in their patients. And therefore, it's a no-brainer for them. You know, they know that certainly there are physical things that can support healing. So, uh, you know, we certainly, someone sees a nutritionist and changes diet and uh, it helps the absorption in the gut. All of those things are very powerful. And alongside and in parallel, brain retraining can really accelerate someone's healing. Yeah, it's a whole body type of thing. It's not just one thing I tell people. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. Truly getting to that holistic approach is important. And I think that one thing that I, I, I always am cautious of is that sometimes in medicine and alternative and complementary approaches, people can become quite obsessed with lab reports, right? Saying, yeah. oh, well, we found this, so that's the cause of your illness, or we found this lower level of hormone, or this nutrient is missing. And then saying that unless you get that sorted out, you're never going to get better. And actually for us, a lot of those things, although it's important, they are downstream effects. Right. And so people get even more stressed out and anxious <laughs> because they've had these lab tests telling them this, that, and the other. But obviously, if the whole brain and body are in this altered homeostasis or a lack of homeostasis, of course, we're going to see so many um, results, so many uh, abnormalities in every single cell and fiber of the body. Uh, every single organ is going to be affected. So it's no wonder that there are so many abnormal uh, lab result tests that can arise. So I would encourage people to um, recognize that that those things we believe are still downstream effects. It doesn't mean that a person can't get better. Uh, and we'll put the uh, link to that program in the show notes and stuff. So tell me, 
if you are diagnosed with the chronic fatigue syndrome, would you have been the same person that you are today? You sort of answered it, but I would love to know your thoughts. <laughs> you know, this is at a deeper spiritual level or a deeper emotional level. These illnesses are like a wake up call to our lives. You know, I do believe at a deeper level, they have a reason for being here. They do help us evolve in different ways. And absolutely, I would be a very different person had I not had this particular illness. Um, I think I wouldn't be the person I am today. And we are all a product of our past and our experiences and our memories. And if I look back, it sounds a little strange, but I'm glad that happened to me because it changed who I am. Um, it made me um, you know, more the person I am today. And I think it's, um, it's something that has helped me in my own personality and my own development, but also given me the ability to support others healing as well. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel with it. So mm. thank you so much for being on the show and we will have to do it again. <laughs> yes, Amanda, thank you so much for inviting me. And um, uh, something special for your listeners is uh, we'd like to give them a special discount code, uh, the discount code Amanda. So if they use that discount code on our site, um, they'll get a 15% reduction in the cost of the program. It still will have the one year money back guarantee as well. And uh, if people are a little skeptical, they're not really sure what they think, they can come onto our site and have a 28 day free trial of some of the content, the videos. So it's a great opportunity to just trial it and see what you think for free. Thank you so much. That's an awesome offer. And you guys, the videos are beautiful and it really looks like a well done program. So thank you so much. And everyone who's listening, thank you for listening and check out his program. Yes. Thank you so much, Amanda, and look forward to seeing you again soon.